Welcome to the Commercial Real Estate Mastery Podcast, where you'll learn the correct way to identify, negotiate, perform due diligence on, renegotiate, finance, turn around, and operate real estate in today's market. A market in which volatility creates opportunity and sound principles defeat fads and bubbles. And now, here is your host, a 25-year commercial real estate veteran and co-owner of over $1 billion in real estate assets, Frank Rolf. Famed race car driver Bobby Unser once said, success is where preparation and opportunity meet. What that says to me is even though you might be heavily prepared, what's really important in real estate is knowing where the opportunity is. You could be the best player in some sector that's failing and you'd never make any money. So the big question is, where is the opportunity today? This is Frank Rolf with the Commercial Real Estate Mastery Podcast. And that's what we'll be talking about are the trends that I see on the horizon that are important to you as an investor, because I think that's where a lot of the opportunity will lie in the years ahead. The first one is affordable housing. Surely you're aware at this point, like anyone who watches the news, looks at MSN, what's going on in America right now is we have a lot of people who cannot afford to live in the traditional manner that we all think of. Houses, apartments, all these different things. What happened? How come we can't today? Well, they estimate that roughly 50 to 60% of Americans are really upside down in their housing. They're paying too much every month based on their income. And we also know another shocking statistic that 70% of all Americans do not even have $1,000. So what's happening in America right now is that we are basically becoming, for the most part, a little poorer as far as our budget on housing. And at the same time, housing became a whole lot more expensive. Look at the median home price in America today. $200,000 is our median price. Look at the average apartment rent in America. It's now around $1,200 per month. Americans aren't earning anywhere near the money to pay for those things. If you look at all the employment, all the new jobs created since the Great Recession began, 50% of those are paying $10 an hour or less. So really, all the demand in the housing sector right now is not for the high-end housing. Sure, there is demand from that. All those baby boomers that already had houses that ran up with inflation, and now they're selling them, and they want to get something new and bigger and cleaner. Sure, there is demand in that little tiny niche, but the big demand is in the affordable housing space. So how do you tap into affordable housing? How do you play the affordable housing game? Well, we're doing it with mobile home parks. That's why we like the mobile home park sector. We think that mobile home parks are a contrarian play based on the fact that our national economy is producing lots of people who cannot afford traditional forms of housing. And mobile home parks are one way that you can actually make affordable housing happen. The average lot rent in America on a mobile home park is about $300 a month. Compare that to that $1,200 on the apartment. Compare that to the $200,000 on the median home cost. So we think affordable housing is a really neat sector. What's another neat sector? Well, all these tech-based new type of real estate things. One that comes immediately to mind is Airbnb. You know, in the past, if you went to a city and you wanted to stay in the city, you had to stay in a hotel or a motel. There really wasn't any options. But then someone had the bright idea using technology to come up with a third option. That third option is called, for most people, Airbnb. 
What it means is simply the renting of a overnight housing unit done online. You go on and you see these industries have already become very sophisticated. Airbnb and others who do similar functions, they've got these websites that are as high-tech as the finest hotel websites, but they need product. I'm not suggesting you go into the business of creating those websites, those database confectionaries of all these different types of things you can rent. I'm talking about providing actually the end units. I live in a small town in Missouri, and in my small town in Missouri, many people have already taken houses and made them into overnight stay places through things like Airbnb. And they get much more rent doing that. You can rent something here in my small town for $100 a night because we've got some degree of tourism. And what's that house rent for otherwise? $500 a month? $700 a month? You can rent that thing for just a handful of nights and get just as much money as if you're renting it for the entire month. There's also people who are tapping into all new kind of ideas for Airbnb. You know, there's a lot of things out there, a lot of structures, historic structures that you couldn't make them into a house. They're not really big enough, kind of awkwardly located, but yet they do play well as Airbnb units. So there's a big industry there to tap into, and we think that's a big growing sector of real estate. Another area of opportunity in America right now are basically rentals of all types, because our nation is becoming a nation of renters. You probably have seen articles on that. Here's what's happening. Young people, millennials, no longer think that buying a house is smart. They could be right, you know. Because those of us who think that houses are great and look at that extra pricing, we've been part of one of the greatest run-ups of housing in American history. I don't know where you grew up, but I know that where I grew up, back in the 60s, you could buy a house for twenty, thirty thousand dollars $30,000. Houses in that area have gone up tenfold over time. But imagine if you're a millennial and you're starting out today. Do you really think house prices can go up tenfold? Do you think that median home of 200000 can be $2 million? I don't think so. So I think basically the cycle may be over as far as single-family home prices. As a result, millennials are not following the same advice as prior generations. They don't see the house as being important. It's very frustrating to a lot of realtors. Very frustrating to a lot of old people who own homes and want to sell them. How come the young people don't want these things anymore? But really, it's probably because young people are really into financial security. And they see a home as being a drag on that. They see the very fact that they have a big mortgage, an obligation to pay every month, and then the possibility the home might be worth less in the future. You know, when I grew up, when most Americans grew up, they were always told that home prices just keep going up and up and up. But we learned from the Great Recession in 2008 that that wasn't the case. I know people in the Las Vegas market, for example, that saw housing drop at 80% after the Great Recession. It would be hard after that to really have confidence again. Oh, yeah, I'm going to go buy something. It's going to keep going up. So when you have a mindset that no one wants to buy, the other option is, of course, to rent. So what's happening are more and more people have decided they just want to rent. And that's great from a real estate perspective if you can tap into that. Now, how can you tap into rentals? Many, many sectors of real estate tap into rentals. The apartment industry, the mobile home industry, even the RV park industry, because a lot of seniors are retiring into RVs. But look around you and see where you can see the opportunity to be in the rental business. Because again, rentals are becoming a really 
big deal in America. And it's only going to get worse going forward. Again, we're a nation where people don't have a lot of money. And they're not willing to bootstrap to buy that house, buy that condominium, because frankly, they don't think it's going to be worth anything more in the future. And they're a little concerned if they lost their job, can they actually sell it and move? And if they can sell it, would it destroy their credit? So renting, we see to be another big trend. Final big trend is the aging of America. I think we're all familiar with the fact that the biggest slug of people, although no longer the biggest, the millennials are now bigger as far as a generational pool. But a giant part of America has from a long time been baby boomers. Everyone born between 1946 and 1964. I'm a baby boomer. You may also be a baby boomer. What do we all share as a group, as baby boomers? We're all getting old, right? So there's the first thing. That person born in 1946 at the very front end of being a baby boomer, well, they're typically 72 this year. So what does it mean? Well, it means that you've got 10,000 people per day retiring. That's right. Every day that goes by, even today, people are retiring 10,000-fold. So what does it mean? Where's the areas of opportunity on the aging of America? Well, one would be RV parks because a huge number of seniors like the RV product. They like the idea of selling their house, buying an RV, and traveling across America for the rest of their time. So there's one area of interest. Another area of interest, obviously, assisted living. As people get older, they need help. They need care. And the problem is a lot of our standard things out there are too expensive. You know, there's assisted living centers, for example, in major metropolitan areas that cost as much as $5,000 per month. Are you serious? Who in the world can afford $5,000 a month in general in America today? We're talking a nation where 70% of all people don't even have $1,000. A nation where people retire on an average of $1,200 a month in Social Security payments, and they typically have no pensions anymore. So how in the world can they do it? Well, the answer is they can't. People have been trying to find creative ways to offer assisted living to people. I know people who have bought single-family homes and converted them into very small assisted living facilities are doing really well with that concept. But the aging of America is, again, a fact. It's happening. Every day it's happening. It's going to go on for a long, long time. Look how big the baby boom generation is. 1946 to 1964, that's almost two decades. So those folks who are retiring today, that train of retirees is going to keep going on away from the station for another decade plus. Huge amount of pent-up demand there. So any real estate sector that you can see out there that ties into the aging of America, that's a keeper. Let's name another one, self-storage. What's going on there? Well, a lot of people, when they sell their big home, move into a smaller space, whether it's a condo or an apartment or an RV or whatever it is, they want to store their stuff. Americans don't like to give up their stuff. We're a very materialistic country. We like mementos, physical things we've bought over time. When you're moving from a 3,000-square-foot house into a 300-square-foot RV, you typically don't want to give up those items. So what do you do with them? You put them in storage. So that's why storage is doing so well right now. But again, if you're looking for a good trend out there, the fact that America is aging would be among the top of the pile. Now, are these the only trends in America, these four trends? The affordable housing trend, 
the you know Airbnb or anything that's influenced by technology trend, the general renting of America where we become a nation of renters trend, and the aging of America. Is that it? No. That's not it. There's many, many different mega trends out there. You may already right now feel strongly right now on something I never even mentioned. And if so, that's great because that means probably nobody else has thought about it. But you want to go in to the niches, the sectors of real estate where the opportunity is because, again, that is where all the money is. So if you can find that niche that fits right into those megatrends and you can figure out how to learn about it and then how to bootstrap your way into it, that is the recipe for success today. Again, this is Frank Rolf with the Commercial Real Estate Mastery Podcast. Glad you were here. Hopefully it gave you a few things to think about. And next week, we're going to do something interesting. We're going to talk all about getting started in real estate today, all the different steps you would take. So again, Frank Rolf, glad you were here. Talk to you again next week. Thank you for listening to the Commercial Real Estate Mastery Podcast. Be sure to visit us at CREUMastery.com to subscribe to the show, read our show transcriptions, and access all of our great information on real estate investing. And if you have a moment, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. This helps others find the show, and we greatly appreciate it. We'll catch you in the next episode.